Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Scouts. Chris, it's podcast number two of our series on wellness around the holidays. So in the series, we're, we're number two here. We have more staff from the wellness unit. So this is great. I, 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 like I said on the last podcast, I think it's nice to put a name and a voice with, with people that are going to be around and that, that, you may be, that you may talk to if you, if you need that assistance. And you know, we have on Sandy Powell and we have on Lloyd Scher from the wellness unit. And Sandy, why don't you tell us kind of what you've done previously for the department and, and what your role is now? Sure. Previously, I worked at Lakeland Correctional. I was a psychologist down there, and I primarily worked with uh, prisoners. Prior to that, I was in human resources, so I kind of bring the counseling side and the human resource side to this, now working with you know the officers and yeah. staff. So that's kind of fun to bring that full circle. So in your role in the wellness unit, what, what exactly are you, are you doing? Sure. As a wellness coordinator, I've been visiting facilities, try, trying to get a you know, finger on the pulse of what's going on with officers, with staff at the facilities, you know, what they like about their uh, role, you know, what they think is important. And you know, one of the things that I found that I really like hearing about is the integrity that they bring to their role, you know, to, the, to corrections. Yeah, yeah. They, we have some very professional staff out there. Um, so I, I agree with you. And Lloyd, previously what you did and kind of what your role is here uh, in the wellness unit. Sure. The last several years, I was the uh, uh, chaplain um, at the V. Richard A. Handlin Correctional Facility out <laughs> in Ionia. And uh, prior to joining the uh, the wellness unit, I have also served uh, the Eaton County Sheriff Department for the last uh, 12 years or so as their uh, chaplain and a victim's advocate, and uh, also currently still serving the uh, Delta Township Fire Department as a chaplain there, too. You know, so you bring a unique, I guess, perspective to, to this unit being, being a, a chaplain, right? Is your role as a, as a, as a chaplain in the past uh, in facilities, do you have a role here in the wellness unit with some kind of chaplain program, or how, how, are you, how is that experience helping you in this, in this unit? Yes, uh, I, I think the, my past experience on a, on a really more on a volunteer basis uh, brings a lot to the table and understanding of uh, those in law enforcement, understanding of uh, also it applies to those in corrections. They are unique and um, uh, need to be understood. And being a chaplain for, for the department uh, is, a, is a great privilege. Uh, I consider it a great privilege to, to be uh, your chaplain, chaplain for the, all of the employees in the Michigan Department of Corrections, but also in the, the role of chaplain coordinator to, to uh, deliver a, a chaplain program. Do we have a sense of what that's going to look like, the chaplain program? Yes, it will be starting out much like the peer support program in, in, in the idea that it is, we're wanting it to be organic in terms of coming from the facility. Uh, we will be sending out, after we get the peer support program launched, we'll be sending out uh, to the facilities uh, an introduction to what the chaplain program will look like. We'll be asking those in the facilities to uh, think about those who they may know in the faith community uh, that would make a good chaplain inside of a correction uh, facility or to a field office, right. you know, thinking of uh, uh, the field agents uh, out there in the field. You know, Chris, the, the overall theme of, of, you know, wellness around the holidays was presence, presence, and patience, right? Everybody learned that and listened to that on the last episode. 
Um, do we have a theme for this podcast? It's uh, family, friends, and faith. Okay. It makes sense, right, with the chaplain here. It, it, absolutely. Now it's all coming together. Now, yeah. But that, that is important, uh, especially on the holidays. So, but how does that tie into to the wellness aspect of all this? Well, when we think about family, you know, we experience different stressors with family or good times with family during the holidays. And it can mean something very different for each one of us. For example, it might be a time of celebration. You know, for others, it might be a time of loss. And I can tell a story about that. I, um, you know, thinking back a few years, about six years ago, I lost a sister right around the holidays. And it can be very tough thinking that, you know, here's this person that you grew up with. And I come from a family of nine kids, right? And, And so we all had different memories relating to this sister. And So it can be a time of loss, you know, for people that perhaps had only one sibling or one child. It it becomes something very different. And so how wellness relates to that is, you know, how do we manage our emotions at that time? How do we manage uh, what we're thinking at that time? Because it's all intertwined. And can we take something that deeply hurts and make it a moment of celebration or a memory, you know, and, and that can go right into the traditions that we do also as families. Yeah, so, I mean, how did, how did I mean, it was six years ago, so it was, it's not that long ago. How, how did you manage, if you don't mind me asking, how did you manage through that very stressful and tough, tough time? It was very tragic. Sure. I, you know, it was a tragic time. And having to do a funeral right around the holidays, that was difficult. And then it's family coming together from across the United States trying to uh, remember you know, one of our families. And then the extended family, which is about, you know, 40-some people of direct relatives, a lot of different dynamics as far as personalities. And part of it is having healthy boundaries, knowing what you can do to manage during different times of, you know, well, can I handle being around this relative for this amount of time? Um, Part of it is thinking, uh, can I be just present in the moment and looking back six years, it's thinking, you know, we managed pretty pretty well with people managing in the moment. And then since that time, you know, having different times of talking with the different family members, what that looked like for them. And sometimes it's really hard to take the counselor side out of things and just be the sister or the aunt and be there you know, and cry with people, yeah. talk with people. And sometimes when you think about it, we might not know what to say. Right. I, and that's a good point. I, I think not, not going to put the, you know, shoe on the other foot. If you're around someone who has lost someone and you're not sure if you should say something or if you should kind of you know, leave it alone, wait, do, is there any advice there to how to manage that situation? Often we would say, you know, you shouldn't feel that way or you should feel this way. When in fact, Sometimes it's just saying, I don't even know what to say, and just coming alongside. And so that goes into that presence, being present with somebody in the moment, and maybe it's just sitting there with them. I think sometimes we, we, we try to separate joy and sorrow, and uh, we know that they're, they're just bound together. You know, we think of someone that we've lost, and uh, we can have great sorrow, but uh, to, I think to experience that great sorrow, we've experienced great joy. 
uh, in the remembrance of, of that loved one and what they meant to us. And, and uh, I think it's important that we take time and, and remember those and, and not be afraid to bring up the person's name. We know that they're likely thinking of them anyway. You know, it can be the elephant in the room. It's like, what do I say? What do I? And, and I think we just uh, want to be open and honest and say, you know, I know you must be missing uh, someone, you know, and, and as, as maybe I do as well. And, and have that moment where we can remember them because, uh, you know, that's important. It's important. It's an, it, important to remember the joy that we had with someone and the sorrow that they're no longer with us. And, and that's kind of part of that, uh, part of the walk in life that we have. We all experience that. Yeah, that, that's a good way to, to put it that way. Because I think people too often fall into the trap of saying, I know how you're feeling. And, you know, because they're, to them, that was a very tragic thing. And, oh, how do you know? Did you lose something? You know, then you don't want to have that moment of conflict. So I think you know, talking about remembrance or just maybe not saying anything, that couldn't be an option too. And just being there with them. And they, it's kind of unspoken, but you know, and you're just, you're just there with them. Because as tragic as, as losing somebody at the holidays is, the other side of it is that you could lose somebody in the summer, but they're always with you at the holidays. And so you get to that first holiday, or even if it's the 20th or 30th Christmas without them, it can be hard. I, we all, I have family who, after losing somebody, and then the first holidays came around, they went to California or they went to Disneyland for Christmas because they just wanted to not be there and see the empty chair. Uh, and that can be a stressor for the rest of the family because then they're not with that person. So there's lots of, lots of stressors, and I think it's good to just be mindful and be aware that, you know, like uh, Greg and, and Lenny talked about last week, you never know what somebody's going through. That's really important, I think. Right. Yep. You really don't know what somebody else is exactly feeling in the moment. And sometimes in the moment, it's just recognizing, stopping for a moment, being present and aware of the emotions that we're feeling. What are we feeling, you know, whether it's a little bit of anxiety, we know this is coming up, and just naming it for what it is. Maybe it's feeling a little bit of hurt, naming it for what it is, and and being good with that. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, so what's the next step that I take? You know, just like we might not know what to say to somebody else, maybe we don't know what to say to ourselves, and we might need to seek out a friend, somebody to talk with, just kind of pull some things apart, especially if it's the first holiday without somebody. And how can we incorporate something that would be a memory maker for going forward in the future, a new tradition? So perhaps we did candlelight vigils before. Maybe this is the first candle to light for that person. I think the other part of that is patience, too, because not all not everybody approaches something the same way. So I really think it's important that we give people room and be patient with people. They're going to express their loss in different ways, and we might have expectations that uh, uh, they might be in a moment of joy, and we might look at that and say, well, how can they be joyful you know, in this moment? I think we have to learn to be patient with each other, too. Going back to even last week's podcast, and, and you talk about, a couple, both of you talk about today about being present. And I think now, like whenever I go out to lunch with Greg and I'm trying to have a conversation with him and he's staring at his phone, but he's still trying to talk to me. I think being present is, you know, I think it's probably the opposite, actually. He's always telling me to be present. But putting down your phone, and if you're going to be there, it's not just much being in the room, but actually show that you're, you know, wanting to talk and you're not staring into your phone while you're asking them how they're feeling. Anybody that goes out to dinner or goes out to a restaurant, you look and you see a family of, uh, four and they're all looking at their devices and nobody's talking and uh, being present uh, more than just being in the room but actually engaging and that's important for our brothers and sisters that are that are putting in a lot of extra time uh, you know at work and uh, you know with the you mentioned mandates uh, uh, before when you're home and and when you're with someone uh, really focus on 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 being present 
um, being in the moment and, and staying in the moment with them, I think, is important. You know, and I think in, about what you're talking about, our corrections, people that are working shift work as well. I can remember a time when I was working shift work and how we managed Thanksgiving holiday, cooking up some Cornish game hens and, you know, having them at the station and all that kind of stuff. And so it became just something that we could do for ourselves on the holiday, which meant something. We weren't with our families, but this was a way to be with that work family. We might have touched on some of these, but, but what are some of the struggles uh, that some might experience during the holidays, and, and what are some things that, that they can do to help that? Expectations, I think, is, is, is really uh, one of the key that comes to my mind, and sometimes our expectations not only in how things should play out, how the, the family dinner should go or uh, the present should be, but sometimes our expectations... Uh, you know, going back to how people should feel and, and uh, maybe expectations of our own self, our own mood. You know, for some people it's, uh, you know, the most wonderful time of the year. But, but for others, we, we get feeling the holiday blues and uh, maybe we think there's something wrong with us, you know, because, you know, we should be, you know, joyful, you know, like everybody is on Facebook, you know. But in reality, you know what, uh, sometimes it just isn't that way. And, and that's okay, too. Uh, and just recognize that. I think that's a big one. Yeah, and expectations, too, about who should get this gift and who should get that gift. And maybe, uh, you know, like Lenny mentioned at the last podcast, that maybe we're comparing ourselves to somebody else rather than, you know, recognizing who we are and how we fit in with, you know, whatever holiday tradition that we have, you know. And maybe we're not going to spend a whole lot of money, but part of it is just being present in that moment each time that we get together with uh, people at the celebrations, you know, whether it's work, whether it's home, and just enjoying that moment for what it is and not comparing ourselves to somebody else. That's an important point to make right there. I think social media and everything else that's going around, it, you may think, well, I don't, I don't have that, or I, I want to be that, or, and don't do that. It's not, it's not real. <laughs> it's, it's not real. And, you know, Lenny made a good point on the last podcast too, about looking out for your staff. And if, if they're going through things, um, ask them, just check in with you, see how you're doing, because this is a stressful time for a lot of people. And if you notice a change in, in a coworker, be present, right? Go, go check, go check that out and see how they're doing. Don't ignore that. And, and, and just check in just to make sure everybody's okay. Am I wrong? wrong in saying there is that right no that's that's right and as part of the wellness team we've gotten together some of these phrases that we could use at any given point in time whether it's you know the holiday whether it's an everyday occurrence but one of the questions on our card is what do you need right now what do you need help with right now Uh, it must be hard to talk about it's just being aware in the moment, learning who our co-workers are. And sometimes that means stepping outside of ourselves in a good way. Sometimes we think maybe it's just me that I think life revolves all around me at times. But a lot of people play into that, um, you know, who I'm becoming. So being aware of what's going on with them, too, is an important part, you know, especially as far as wellness. Sandy, what you just described in your card, which and you're holding up a card. Let me first ask, where do I get that card? It's a very interesting card that gives you some advice and some questions. Where do I get that? Sure. You would get that from the wellness team. Okay. And, you know, they can email us 
I know we plugged the email the last time, yep. you know, and MDOC. We'll, we'll plug wellness. it again for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and they can email any one of us. They could check in with their shift command who, okay. you know, they're connected, you know, and we've gotten some of those out to the different facilities. Yeah, because I think that's helpful um, seeing it on the table right here. I think that's super helpful. But the questions that you just asked, the, the kind of check-in questions, it really is, and I know you know we, we, we've rolled out motivational interviewing to all the staff. CFA hasn't quite got there yet. Some staff have been trained. All of FOA has pretty much at this point. But motivational interviewing just doesn't go to offenders, right? We, it, it's, it's a great skill. It's a great tool to use when we're talking with offenders. But it's, it's a great way to just listen to your coworkers, to your family, um, and ask those questions, just reflection questions. We're not giving advice. We're not judging. We're just opening ourselves up to offer a listening ear. And um, that's motivational interviewing in a nutshell. People think we're, we're training people for, to talk with offenders, which we are, but it also helps on the other side of, of the family and friends part of your life, too. Uh, it can be a great skill to do just exactly what you said to do, which is on the card. Um, some of the questions are basically reflection questions, right? Sure, and as we do that with each other as a community of MDOC, it sets an example for all those that are watching, right. including prisoners. Right, good point. Um, what else you got, Chris? Anything? I think this has been a, um, a, a very useful and, and informational episode. Yeah, and I was actually going to plug something that you said, which is also surprising. But, <laughs> um, but, it was, but you did actually, for once, make an important point. And we talked about seeing things in your staff, if you see somebody acting a little differently. And maybe you don't feel comfortable approaching them because you're not sure. The great thing about the wellness unit that's different than ESP and, and the other iterations is that you can actually contact the wellness unit, and then you guys would, would then contact that person. So if you're not comfortable going up to that employee, you can reach out to the wellness unit, and somebody from the wellness unit team can call them and say, hey, somebody was worried about you, and is there anything that we can do? Absolutely. Maybe Sandy can speak more, but I think since uh, since they're coming on board, uh, the wellness unit has handled, uh, I think, over 600 calls, and some of those are, are just wellness referrals. And that's just somebody saying, hey, uh, you know, this this person has um, uh, had something going on in their family, something at work. I'm just kind of concerned about them. And um, it's it's uh, totally confidential. We tell folks we'll never get back with you if you if you uh, refer somebody to the wellness unit and, and give you a follow-up. But know this, that uh, we will follow up with that person. And uh, so we just want to we just want to give them a call or, and um, and say, how you doing? What's going on? And uh, can we be of any help to you uh, or dr- drop by the facility you know we talk about uh, uh, ride-alongs and things like that and in, in that but uh, uh, we do that at uh, facilities too we'll just visit a facility and go around and uh, talk to a bunch of folks and uh, just make sure that we're going to touch uh, touch base with that person as one of the many people so that they don't feel like you know we're here just for them but uh, kind of come up alongside of them and uh, ask them how they're doing ask some of the questions that's that's what it's all about right there right yeah that's that's going to pay off long term down the road um, with you guys doing that so I mean that's again just speaks to the importance of what you're doing every single day. So before we wrap this up, did we miss anything? Do you guys, anything else that you guys want to get out in this podcast to staff, to anybody listening? Well, I think that probably Chap, if we can call him that for short, if he could share about faith during the holiday, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, faith is a, a certainly for, for many um, a very important part uh, of our lives, very important part of the holidays. And um, I certainly would just in, uh, encourage people to, to draw on that strength from that. Uh, we celebrate uh, really many, many different holidays here at this time of the year. Uh, we have Hanukkah, we have Christmas, obviously, um, we have Kwanzaa coming. 
coming up uh, as, as a celebration, uh, uh, and even the solstice, you know, which many, uh, many religions kind of um, celebrate off, off of that. And so there's a, 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 lot of, uh, a lot of things in the faith community that we can draw on. And so uh, we just want to uh, encourage people to that and uh, even go back to faith a little bit, too, uh, and, and, uh, and, and patience. Uh, going back to that, uh, I think we need to be patient, too, with others. Uh, again, our expectation sometimes is people would believe or think the way that we do. Um, and we simply know that's not true. And so it's uh, uh, respecting other people's faith tradition and being patient with people and um, realizing that that, uh, for many, is a, is a very important part of the, their holiday. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. Well said. And um, Sandy, I got I, I to gotta say thank you for sharing that story. I, I, it probably was tough to share. Chris and I appreciate you doing that. It's probably hard and it probably wasn't very, um, I don't know if you planned on doing that or not, but uh, you know, we appreciate that very, very much for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, it, it helps us maybe not understand exactly what somebody's going through, but it, recognizing that we have different things around the holiday that each of us has experienced. And one of the biggest things is we're not alone. And so being able to connect in that kind of a way is uh, important. Yeah, very powerful. So thank you, um, Sandy and uh, you know, Lloyd, for stopping by today to thank kind you. of share some of the stories and um, advice with, with our staff. I think it's uh, hugely important. And uh, again, like I've said on the last podcast, what you guys are doing is awesomely impactful and, and, and important. So thank you guys for what you do every single day. We really appreciate you. Well, Chris, uh, um, you know, last week on the on the out of our podcast, Joelle was here. She helped me out at the end because you were gone. I'm not sure where you were. I, I, I don't know if it was, was it at the Central Michigan game? Was that the football game? <laughs> no. Did they no, want to lose that game, by the way? They, uh, they came very close to, to winning that game. It's it good times. So they lost. They came very close to winning. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to witness that in person. That's good. Yeah, right in front of me. Yeah. That's good. That's good. But on a more serious note, you know, this is the, the second episode of, of three centered around wellness. Hopefully staff and everybody else out there are, are getting some useful tidbits of information out of these podcasts. What, what do you think, Chris? Are, are, you, are you finding them useful? For sure. I think it's I think it's been really helpful. It's always great to have the folks on from the wellness team. Lynn uh, and her folks were, were at a hearing, uh, I think it was last week, and she testified in front of the house about the wellness unit and all the work that we're doing uh, to help our officers and our staff and, and went through all the ways in which, you know, the, all the work that they are doing and how do we measure and quantify that to show that it's a, it's a success. So the more exposure and the more out there we can put the wellness unit, more people hear about it. Not just our own staff, which you know our staff still need to hear about it and learn it and learn about them. Know how to get a hold of them. Know how to get a hold yeah. of them. Understand that, that it, they're different from ESP and TISM. It's, it's a different thing. They can do more things, can provide more help. And so you know, having them out there as well as in the public too because we want our retirees, we want the family members of our staff to know that this exists and know that this is a resource for them as well. So anything we can do to you know promote the wellness unit both internally and externally is a real key. Yeah, no, totally agree. And um Speaking of our staff, we have a big day tomorrow. We talked about it a little bit last week. Joel and I did. The Steve Rivard class is, is graduating tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun right across the street here at the Lansing Center. We just had the UP one that I know you guys talked about, and yep. I saw some pictures from up there. That was really great. And always look forward to, uh, to these graduations to see you know a couple hundred new officers uh, come in. Uh, that's really key. Obviously, we're working with the legislature and the governor to provide more funding so we can keep doing this, You know, bringing in roughly 200 new officers every three months. Some of our facilities are having some real staffing uh, issues, and so to replenish the ranks uh, with these, they're a really welcome site, and you can see how happy the, the wardens are when they're there, uh, as well as probably as happy, if not as proud, uh, as all the family members that are there watching their loved ones graduate. It's always a really fun, fun yeah. day. 
and because Steve uh, is going to be the the namesake, just a great guy. Yes. Sad to see him retire, but uh, w- wishing he's him well. Off doing, uh, I'm sure he's out golfing somewhere. Things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're right. And, you know, Chris, we have next week we have one more episode, um, you know, in this series, yeah. talking about uh, wellness in our staff and especially around the holidays. And then I think we're going to do a, a wrap-up show, right? A, a year-end kind of wrap-up show where we're at in the department over the last Yeah, year. you know, obviously our podcasts come out on Tuesdays, and so this year, Wait, that, that'll be Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve yeah. uh, is you know, will be is a Tuesday, as is a New Year's I'm Eve. Sure so I'll be tuned in then. I'm sure we'll have our, our highest ratings ever. Uh, <laughs> so if that's not the case, you can always follow up a couple days later. Uh, you can certainly listen to us then. Yeah, so make sure you stay tuned to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, Thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.